You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? We, for lack of a better word, is good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine when it hurts. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up! All right. Welcome to Money Never Sleeps. This is a show where we touch on anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. And, uh, you know, everyone, everyone's talking about what's going on with uh, what President-elect Donald Trump is trying to do, uh, which is actually what he's doing. Uh, he's executing before he's even, even in office, which is uh, pretty interesting. I haven't seen too many president-elects do that, um, and he's being very proactive with everything. And if that doesn't send a message out, you know, to the world, nothing else will. Um, but I wanted to talk about something uh, specific. You know, uh, in America, we went from being a manufacturing industrial nation, leading the world uh, in technology, innovation, so on and so forth, to becoming a service nation. Now, there's nothing wrong with servicing. We need services. However, we need innovation, and that's something we need to. That's something we need to get back to, and get back to basics. Uh, and by doing that, you want to want to have innovation in everything, in everything that that you can, from from automotive, aviation, to everyday products. You know, we're we're involved in this uh, technological uh, revolution or evolution. Uh, and basically, you know, we're jumping into the Internet of Things. Uh, the Internet, you know, just, you know, a little over, you know, 20 years ago wasn't even here to the masses. And we went from the AOLs to, so, to, to where we are today with Google and everything else and Amazon. Uh, the bottom line is uh, the Internet of Things is going to be huge and uh, because everything's going to be connected in some way. Uh, we just want to avoid the Terminator situation. Don't want that. Uh, but, you know, when doing that, you need the manufacturing part of it. And that's why, you know, what we're doing, and I'm just talking about uh, something on, on my end uh, with uh, Falcon Global Acquisitions. We're actually looking um, to do a lot of, uh, bring a lot of manufacturing uh, to uh, middle America. And we're we're in the process of doing that now. The the one thing that I, that I don't understand, and I, I don't think um, it just becomes interesting, how you have towns that have been decimated over the years because industry has moved out, people move out. They you know people need to work, and if there are no jobs. How are they going to work? Even though they may they may like a town and like living there, and so on and so forth. When you start, when business starts leaving. Uh, no jobs are there. You're looking elsewhere. Either you're looking for a town over. If you're in a city, you're looking for something else. And it comes to a point you have to go where the jobs are and you wind up relocating. And it winds up bringing a town down further and further. And we've come across towns like this. And in, in us trying to bring manufacturing in various areas to these towns, uh, it's just interesting to me how we've hit you know, uh, in some cases, we've hit a block, uh, a brick wall. We hit a block. Uh, and it has nothing to do 
with uh, with the people it has to do with the politics. Okay, where you have you know towns, small towns. Maybe they may they may have a population of ten, twenty, you know, thousand people, but they have you know ten people on a board that really dictate what happens on in town, and they wind up going and uh, basically you know having a big city view on a small town, which is unfortunate because what winds up happening, they they don't see uh, beyond the brick, and they don't see how manufacturing and, and other industry coming into their town can revitalize it. So as opposed to pushing manufacturing out, they should embrace it and try to work with the companies looking to bring it in, okay? And it just it just annoys me because when you're, especially on our part, when we're going and trying to actually create jobs, thousands, tens of thousands of jobs that we're looking to create, you know, over the next uh, three to five years. And you, we can't do that if we're not getting any help from, from the counties, from the towns. You know, we're not going to go and revitalize a town and have the town officials just sit there and just watch it happen and benefit. They have to get involved and be proactive and be a part of the process. And this is a problem that we're facing. You know, we've had uh, some success with some towns, but other towns, it just it just blows my mind. And I would like, to, I would love to just rattle them off because I don't understand it. You know, you have uh, you know a town that you know towns that are that are that are crushed due to the economy and due to lack of jobs. But you you know what are you doing to revitalize the 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 town? And you know if you have a small population there, if that is if that's something that you're content with, then uh, what's the purpose of economic development if you're not looking to bring business to the county? So there there are a lot of little things there that just happen to annoy me, and I you know and I'm just venting it on money never sleeps because it has to do with business, and I and I'm sure that we're not the only. A group that actually has dealt with this, all right. And I just wish I wish things would be a lot easier, especially now as we're going into this new administration. It should be easier uh, to get things done, especially if you're creating jobs. And this is what this is my hope with uh, President-elect Donald Trump getting into office that it'll make it easier for you know groups like ours to actually go and create jobs here in America. And, and build and, and, and generate revenue and generate tax revenue and so on and so forth for the counties or cities that, that we wind up having you know, our businesses in. So, you know, I, I, again, I just hope that there's uh, an inherent change in how these counties and towns view things because in the end, you know, if one if one county or one town doesn't take you, somebody else will, and you'll get the incentives and everything that you need to actually make things work, not for a year, but for the long haul. You know, longevity is what's important. Creating, you know, a, a thousand jobs that are only going to last a little while doesn't matter. Having sustainability is what matters, and this is what we're trying to do. Okay, so, but I, I think that, you know, there should be more um, accountability within these boards to actually really look at what's best for the town and make the best make a deal that's going to, you know, incentivize 
companies to actually go even to those counties or surrounding counties because once you do that, it trickles down. It trickles down around, you know, the surrounding counties and so on and so forth. But anyway, you know, um, that's that's my um, – these, these are some of my thoughts uh, uh, this morning. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about, you know, uh, what's going on with uh, AT&T and, and Time Warner. Um, it's, it's an interesting deal. Do I think personally, the, do I think the deal should happen? I would say no. You know, you have AT&T, they're making various acquisitions, um, across the board. You know, I, I wouldn't even call it a, a vertical integration. Um, it's just interesting because they're looking, they, you know, they took over DirecTV. They're looking at Time Warner. And with Time Warner, you know, it's not just Time Warner. It's everything. Is their their movie library, their music library? Uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of uh, trademarks. They have a lot of assets. Okay, that a lot of people, whether it be Netflix, Amazon, they they utilize these assets. So now, if AT and T with their Direct TV and and they have all that in order, they take over Time Warner. What happens? The, does Amazon not have access? to these uh, properties any longer does netflix not have as- access to these movies and shows and whatever whatever they may have you know and what happens then so they take over time warner and they merge with them they take them over this not even a merger they take them over and what's going to transpire after that what's the next step so do i think this is going to go through i would say no i would say no um, and if it does, again, I would think it would be unfortunate. You know, uh, people are looking at it and they're saying, they're saying, if you can see me right now, I'm just putting a little quotation to, uh, signs up. They're saying that this would be a benefit for the cable industry and make it more competitive. I don't understand how. Because if AT&T has DirecTV, they want to push their products. Why would they go push another product? And And Time Warner itself... From what I understand, Time Warner is separate from Time Warner Cable. So how does that work? Um, and again, you know, maybe I'm missing something with that. And if I am, definitely, you know, let me know. Uh, but again, these are just, you know, thoughts that are coming to my mind uh, this morning as, as I'm doing the show. I was going to touch on a couple of stocks and a couple of companies, uh, but I decided not to. I just wanted to get this out there. And and just for those that are trading oil, uh, I've been saying this for the longest time. You know, oil has a trading range right now of between 40 and 50. You know, when OPEC met and they were trying, they made a deal and all this other stuff. Um, this is an old story. You know, this this is like a rerun of of other stories over the over the decades. And then what winds up happening? You know, oil, you know, from, from what I'm seeing right now, because now you have other options. You have other options, in, especially in the United States with fracking and everything else. You know, so uh, do I think that oil being above 50 is overstated? Yeah, I think it is. I think it, it, it should, you know, literally between, be between the 40 and $50 trading range, you know, for, for, the, for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, because you have other other types of energy that are coming into play. So, anyway, uh, you know, I would just be careful with that. You know, to me, it's a head fake, but I should, I would just be careful with it as you're looking at it. All right. Anyway, that's that's about it 
for this edition of Money Never Sleeps. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, and I do want to touch on some some stocks um, that may be that that may have uh, something interesting going on. Uh, but I w- I'm looking to get some additional information before I say anything about them. But I look to, I hope to bring them on the show tomorrow, talk about them, and uh, touch on some other topics. All right. Uh, until then, I want you guys to have a great trading day, and you know, go out there and 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 do some good out there as well. That's 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 going to be part of my ending message. Do some good out there. Go uh, have uh, have a positive trading day. Make some money. And try to do some good out there in the process. All right, you guys have a fantastic Wednesday, and I will be back with you next time on Money Never Sleeps. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez, its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of his compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on moneyneversleepsradio.com.